welcome to Alpha Omega. I'm your host, Tim the Timothy. Timothy. Tim the Far. Do you want to start Tim, over and nope, try that again? I'm going to keep going. <laughs> Timothy Far. Along with me, I have Drew and Curtis. Oh, hey. Yo. Hey, I said those names, right? Yeah, but apparently you can't say anything else. <laughs> this is going to roll real smooth. Oh, I'm going to hit that record whole shit show of editing you're going to have to do. No, I'm not just editing. Just of yourself. Just of yourself. No, not doing it. <laughs> Tim's like, this is my show. It's my show, and I like expressing my flaws and that I can't talk good. Yeah. So, <laughs> I hate both of you. <laughs> just silence while I am an idiot. Yeah, you can have silence while you adjust your stuff. I We can still talk. And yes, adjust your stuff can mean many things. It can. I adjust my stuff all the time. Yeah. Sometimes I sit on it, and it's awkward, and I have to adjust it. I had fine. a whole hour the, this... Uh, We're already... <laughs> I had a whole hour one day at work this week where it just wasn't sitting right. Uh, I hate that. And it was just like... Doesn't matter what position you're in. Yeah, I kept like trying to like shift my weight, and I was like, "This is just not what I need in my life." I'm trying to like climb the walls and shit. So, yep, that's what we're talking about today. <laughs> Again, two episodes in a row. Why not? Genitals. Genitals. Oh, hey, I didn't say. I, I brought it up. It I was know. no, it was highly implied what we were talking about, <laughs> but it wasn't until you guys said genitals that <sighs> genitals. It's going to be one of those pods. It's always one of those parts. It, it kind of is. I was trying to avoid it, but, you know, it happens. Anyways, what's been going on with you guys? Uh, well, I got passed over for promotion this week and then got really drunk the day that I found out who actually got the promotion. And I wound up texting her late at night, just, like, congratulating her, and we had a really good conversation. So that was cool. Nice. Nice. Anything else? Mm, nothing in particular. Happy hour with friends, hung out with people last night. I live a boring life, really. Yeah. I cleaned today. You did, a little bit. I was there. I witnessed it. Cleaning happened. What about you, Drew? Uh, stuff. Well, stuff. And S- things. Stuff and things happened. Many things. You're really good about talking. Like, just you just draw me in with your word <laughs> yeah. pictures. Yeah, I'm, I'm a riveting subject. I'm on the edge of my seat, actually. New new things that happened this week in particular. Uh, we had another mouse get caught. I actually I don't know if it happened this week. I just found it today. Actually, the ongoing mouse saga. Yeah, because I uh, I woke up this morning and I walk over to our living room area and I'm like, man, something smells terrible, and I couldn't figure it out because previously I had checked where I found the mouse this time, but previously I had checked and didn't see anything. This time I like completely moved the couch out and I found a, a glue trap stuck to a mouse's back, but it was long dead and it was stanky. A stanky mouse. Yeah. So. They are pungent. Yeah. They're, they're repulsive anyway. They already smell bad when they're alive. I hate mice. Yeah, but like dead, it's just. Yeah, it's a whole nother ball game. I've never had a dead mouse. It's the worst. Like, you'll actually vomit when you smell I don't it. understand how you guys don't get mice here. I don't know. I've in like, my parents live in the other side of the neighborhood. I, all growing up, we never really had a mice problem. Huh. We do have a lot of cats that prowl the neighborhood. Yeah. That's I mean, probably what it is. That has a lot to do with it, I'm sure. 
and snakes. We have a lot of garden snakes. Yeah, so they're probably eating them all. Yeah. Natural predators. We have natural predators in our neighborhood. Yeah, I do live in the city, but so. not for deer. No, we need to get like Fuck a deer, mountain lion. Yeah, we need or... to release some mountain lions into West County so that we can cut down on the deer population. Yeah, that sounds like the most humane and wisest option. Yeah. <laughs> My child is missing. <laughs> 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 this week I uh I installed an app on my phone called Next Door. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh and I, I've talked about this a little bit with these guys. Um it's like a neighborhood app and the neighborhood we live in, like the most high top posts are like red truck traveling through neighborhood. Cool. Bored people. Like, because I was kind of looking, because I would leave my car out in the street a lot, so I was kind of seeing if anyone was complaining about the car being left in the street. Nope. The the top post was something about a red truck, suspicious red truck driving around. Yeah. Really bored people on this app. Yeah. Through a neighborhood that has a through street. Right. <laughs> and some of the posts are just like, you know, selling so-and-so, selling this. And ironically, uh, one of the posts today was a lost cat. So there you go. Oh, uh, yeah. It's taking care of the mice for us. Yeah, it's probably eating the mice. And uh, what else went on? Uh, some crazy things happening at work. Stupid things. I'm moving my desk because I'm just tired of sitting at the same desk. So moving that, that'll be really exciting. I'm kind of really excited to move. There's just a lot of chaos happening at my job right now that's real upheaval. And I just got a new boss. And she's like, what the hell did I walk in on? Because there's just like this tension growing. Were you all having sex when she got there? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? You said Sexual she walked tension. in and she said, what the hell is going on? <laughs> so, so that's Curtis what I was imagining. Went just to like, your sex entire, in the office. Yeah, your entire office culture <sighs> was just in a giant orgy. No, not at all. <laughs> Not even a little bit. <laughs> There's like old people that work with me too. And some people are into that. Swingers. Why not? <laughs> um, All right. So now we officially know Curtis is into old people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Skybar's right up the yeah. street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that place. Oh, God. Um, we watched wrestling with Caleb. He came over and we watched the AEW's Revolution. I made Curtis watch it, and now he's a wrestling fan. Well. Well, I'm a wrestler fan. <laughs> Orange Cassidy is pretty cool. Yeah, see, I'm slowly. Is Orange Cassidy a male or a female? That's a male. Okay. Uh, is he a redhead? Yeah, ish. And he has yeah. like oranges hair. Okay. He wears aviator sunglasses and a Canadian tuxedo, and his his, his shirt has a picture of him wearing the shirt. <laughs> like it's just his face, like wearing the t-shirt. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Sounds terrible. His gimmick is he doesn't want to wrestle, and he has, like, they call him the king of sloth style because he's just kind of lazy. But then he can, like, hulk up and wrestle really well. So, like, yeah. All of a sudden, I don't know where he was just, like, doing flips in the ring and just, like, kicking ass for a minute. With his hands in his pockets wow. the whole time. Like, doing a forward flip with no hands. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of incredible. I love Orange Cassidy. But yeah, we uh, we had Caleb and his fiance over, and we uh, ate pizza and watched that pay per view. Now we're gonna start a wrestling podcast with Curtis. 
Not at all. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of, uh, that was it. I've been driving Sally a whole lot this week because it's been super nice out. Really nice out, yeah. And I forget how much I freaking love that car. Just overtaking someone is so delightful. And then I look down, I'm like doing 95. I'm like, oh, whoops. Whoops. <laughs> it's a good thing it's 270 and everyone drives like they're in NASCAR. Seriously, if you're doing like 75 miles per hour, you're driving slow. That's ridiculous. Um, other than that, the blog went up last month where I talked about Terry the Farmer and how I almost died in my Mustang. That was kind of an epic journey. I don't know what my next blog is going to be. I've had a few ideas, but, you know, whatever I feel like writing will happen. And then I released uh, the second episode of Tim Talks where I talked to myself, and it was kind of me just ranting about a certain topic, uh, women in ministry, basically. I really didn't want to go that route, but that's where my heart took me, and that's where I started yelling about. Because there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on with women in ministry with the SBC, Southern Baptist Convention. They're like, have a hard stance against women in, in ministry, and I'm just kind of... Sounds like Baptists. Right. And <laughs> my heart was in a place where I was just tired of people drawing lines in the sand with Christianity, like, you're Baptist, so I can't talk to you because I'm the symbols of God, or even just the culture, the kind of the Christianity culture that is like, oh, you failed, or you did something wrong, so now you're excommunicated or exiled, and it's just... I'm tired of these lines getting drawn in the sand. And that's kind of what I wrote yeah. about and talked about and yelled at very passionately. Yeah, that makes sense because I feel like growing up, a lot of Christianity, at least how it was taught to me, was just about like drawing the lines in the sand and just staying within those lines. Yeah, and it's stupid and wrong. Yeah. Cause and it's like trying, I mean, trying to be Christ-like, but while not isolating yourself. But I feel like growing up, it made me isolate myself from a lot of people. Well, it wasn't until high school that I actually started hanging out with people that weren't going to church, that were drinking. And yeah, sure, I started drinking and started smoking, but... Well, there's a... The, like, when you're growing up in Christianity, it's very much like stay away from those people. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of the opposite of what Jesus did, so... I remember when I used to feel like I had to separate myself from people that I felt like weren't Christians and did all these different things for me. And I, I, this is, this is kind of a weird correlation here, but I remember the day that my mom found out that I liked beer. <gasps> she thought like she had this meltdown and she's like, you always used to make fun of the people in high school that would drink beer and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, because they were underage and being retarded. Yeah. So my question was, were you an actually 21-year-old adult at this point? I was. Oh, that makes it even better. Like, it's okay to learn that you like beer after you're 21. I think I was like 23, actually. My dad and I were working on something. He's like, you want a beer? And I said, yeah. And I drank it. My mom's like, you like beer? Me. <laughs> yeah, mom. Turns out I'm an adult now. I'm an adult. I mean, I, I'm going to be 35 here soon. My mom still treats me like that, so. Yeah. It's fine. Who was in the driveway? Shut up, Mom. <laughs> and what's even funnier about that is that we were just outside and you were waving at her and she didn't even notice you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we could have all waved to her. And, and but she, she would have. <laughs> yep. She might be blind. I don't know. Oh, but she can see from her driveway who's in your driveway? Yes. Oh. Yeah. yeah, that's my mom. <laughs> Apparently I have mail over there, so I have to go over there. Oh. I do have alcohol left, so maybe shots before I go deal with them. There you go. It's a family tradition, me doing shots before a family event. Getting your mail is a family event? 
No, doing shots before I see them. It's oh. a family event. Oh, okay. Like when I went over there on Christmas and I was kind of really buzzed. Yeah. It was awesome. I'm like, everything's great. I'm not going to argue. I'm happy. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and then, yeah, we get into a religious talk and I end up yelling at my family and preaching the message to them because they're dumb. So this episode, we're going to get into it officially. I called an audible and I changed the topic on these guys, even though I don't prep these guys very well anyway, because I kind of want their reactions. We're going to be talking about dreams. So kind of picking off of uh, what Caleb said in episode four about having to give up his dreams when he moved from Chicago. And I just thought that's an interesting topic to talk about because I'm sure we all have dreams and we all have had dreams that we've let go or et cetera. And maybe I'll talk the whole time. It's fine because I feel like this is kind of close to my heart right now. And so we're going to be talking about dreams, not like sleepy time dreams, but like life dreams or goals that you've you've wanted to do. So let's start. Have you ever given up a dream? Sorry I mean, to say. At one point, I did want to be an actuary, which is one of the like hardest degrees and career paths to go into, but it's really rewarding and beneficial, but it's a hell of a lot of work to get there. And I had been, I was about two years into it, and I found myself just, like, being in my room, like, just doing math homework all day long and just, like, getting severely depressed because I, you know, wasn't hanging out with people like I wanted to, wasn't, like, living the college life like I felt people got to do all over the place. And I was just like, this sucks. Like, I'm slowly killing myself by just staying in my room and not being immersed with other people. I feel. I feel. So I gave up on that, moved home, and started working in sales because that really immersed me in people, and it made me hate people. <laughs> Ew, sales. Yeah, yeah. Everyone should do it for one year. No, nope, skip. To warn the, I, you do you, but you ask me, everyone should work sales for one year, and everyone should wait tables for one year of their life. Or at least work in a restaurant for one year. Yeah. And then you can kind of hear the waitresses and waiters moan about everything i feel like it's better for like firsthand so that you can learn how not to be a terrible customer at a restaurant it's true i felt like i learned that when i was kind of a cook and i was only in the back i think i waited tables once yeah me too they were they were really forgiving the one time that i did it because it was like on a pinch at the restaurant well that was the first time i actually did serve tables for a year at outback but at the barbecue restaurant, I randomly went in there one day to get lunch. And they're like, hey, we need help. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> I don't remember why I waited tables. I think someone was leaving or someone had left and hadn't come back yet. And so people sat. And Lisa was too busy doing stuff. And so I ended up waiting a table. Yeah, it was weird. I firmly set my place in the stone of never waiting tables. That's fair. Because of the way that I treated everybody when I worked at Outback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good, good. So, dreams? my evil plan. Dreams, Drew, that you've given up on? Dreams that I've given up on. I really wanted to go into computer sciences mm. uh, and seeing all of the math that you have to do to go into that really just... I, I, it didn't force me into quitting. I just decided to because I didn't believe that I could handle that. So Yeah. Dan Benner, shout out to him again. He went into all of that. He's a programmer. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, nah. Right. No. 
It's all the math. I wanted to be a video game developer. Yeah. And, and then, you saw all the math. Yeah, and I was like, oh, no, I barely passed um, high school algebra, man. <laughs> I can't even do math in my head. I struggle when there's a tip, and I'm like, what percentages? Yeah. <laughs> I can write well. I, I just can't math well. Yeah, I feel you. Any other dreams? I also really wanted to like be a professional musician. Mm. And uh, once again, after high school, I realized that I wasn't as talented as I thought I was. Yeah. And just kind of, it's not that I gave up music. I just gave up the idea of professional musicianship because that wasn't going to be a thing. So I feel I've been there, done that. There's a lot of dreams I've given up on. Holy crap. Just even thinking about it. And so like when I was in high school, I wanted to be a video game developer and saw the math and I'm like, I can barely add. So no. Um, And then there was, I was in a band named after a toilet called American Standard that I thought would be really cool. And now we folded kind of my senior year in high school, I think. Um, we never practiced. We never got together. And I was just, we're kind of just a crappy punk band. And I just kind of lost my passion for it for a while. And then I started another band <laughs> with Curtis and uh, another guy that we know. And we played one show where we hit. <laughs> <laughs> that was the single best show ever, though. <laughs> I think it was just very well orchestrated. Our set list was on point. <laughs> and we had four songs. I was say, we played like four songs. We played Sarah. We played Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Our semi-political song. <laughs> <laughs> Hating on Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> yes. Uh, the third song was Crying Rivers, Building bridges and never getting over them never getting over them (laughs) i remember that (laughs) and then we had the song rebecca which was exactly like sarah just with the name rebecca (laughs) literally the same song and what was funny is that we practiced for like i don't know six or seven months yeah we we just got together and just like actually kind of had the songs down a little bit we were actually progressing and get kind of strong together and then we're just like one day we were like, no. Well, like we did that show and we were like, no. All right, that was fun. No, what happened was we kept practicing and then we like just one day stopped practice, practicing. But then it was like three months later, we had a band drop out in the attic. Oh, and yeah, it was that's like, right. Hey, <laughs> right now, this is, this? this is our time. This is our moment. <laughs> Wait, what did you guys call yourselves? WW Die. WW Die. We weren't doing it. Okay. Was the name of it really? Because we were at a theater, and it was when Heather and I were together, and someone had walked away, and then came back, and I was like, "We weren't doing it," <laughs> and so that became our band name. Our band name. Yeah. How did I, I remember the name of that song? I just don't never heard about the actual band. Who else was in it? Our friend that lives in Portland. Oh. Yeah. He, oh, okay. He, he was a drummer. I was guitar player, singer, and Curtis played the bass. And yes, at one point, I did bite the neck <laughs> of the guitar to play it. It was pretty metal. That was <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. So, and Abraham Lincoln, let me tell you the specifics of this song. Uh, I tuned the guitar, dropped D, and that's all I played. <laughs> just dropped D, open chord? <laughs> pretty much, just hammering it. Like, yeah, that was it. Nice. Yeah. It was good. It was a really trashy, like, metal. 
I think Curtis wasn't even playing like the same notes I was. No, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like our breakdown, like not even we didn't have a chorus wanted, to that yeah, song. Yeah, we wanted to have we wanted to show our teen angst <laughs> with hate for him Lincoln. Cause it was just this whole song was me like strumming and drop D and just yelling about Abraham, like not even like angrily facts about Abraham Lincoln. It was literally just like he had a top hat, he had a beard. <laughs> <laughs> like that was the whole song. <laughs> yeah. So I gave up that dream shortly after that. Uh and then, you know, I got married and stuff and I could never play again. We got a townhouse and you can't play loud music in a townhouse without pissing off your neighbors. So I kinda just stopped playing and then eventually I sold all my stuff. Yeah. Gave up that dream. So I went to school originally for being a pastor. I have a BA in religion, which is really kind of a biblical studies degree. And right out of college, I got a pastoring job pretty much. And so that was kind of a big dream for me to be a pastor and be a part of a group because I always loved doing that stuff. And then when that all went down, it felt like a shattering of a dream for me. I wanted to have a family and have a nice house. And that dream sort of shattered in front of me. And so it's been kind of constant I have these lofty dreams and they keep blowing up in my face. But I kind of talked about this in my solo episode, like this pod is a dream of mine. And it was something else before and now I've kind of morphed it into just friends talking on a microphone together. And the whole website is a dream of mine. Hopefully I don't give up on that. Hopefully it doesn't blow up in my face or we get sued by someone. That'd be cool. That is really our only real danger is getting sued by someone. Which I don't know how we would get sued by anyone. I don't know either. Who would sue us? Russia. What for? We just, I mean, we're, I feel like we're pretty good about not calling out specific names, peoples, companies, etc. North Korea. Oh, yeah. They'll get us. <laughs> they're going to toss a nuke right on your front door. They're just going to toss it. But, yeah, they're just going to toss <laughs> ding, ding, it. Ding, ding. But hey, you know, that's more insurance money for you. Oh, good. Yeah, I want to rebuild this house again. Hey. Make it even better. Yeah. Again, more insurance money. The house is worth more now. That's uh, true. You Excuse could me. probably get a second story put on. <laughs> No, I spent all that money. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. I have a little nest egg, but, you know, I have dreams, bro. I have dreams. Dreams, bro. Dreams, bro. Any other dreams that you've given up on? I mean, my dreams were pretty simple coming out of high school. Like, pretty similar to you. Like, I wanted to have a family and just, like, have a good job and have a quiet life, but then... Life hits you in the face. Life hits you in the face, and yeah, I never really found the right person, so... Yeah. Just kept scooting along and learned how to be happily single. Yeah, I feel. You know, I, I think it it's kind of nice being single. Not that I would ever not get remarried or whatever, but it's really kind of nice being single. Like, who the hell is going to allow me to do this, play video games and do the stuff that I have, have two cars? Like, come on. Yeah. The right person. <laughs> it's going to take a very strong woman to deal with me and my stubbornness and whatnot. I never thought that I would be able to find a woman that would allow me to continue to be myself. Yeah. But, you know, Schaefer and I are very independent, but also rely on each other. Yeah, for sure. So Sounds healthy. Yeah. I mean, there there is a component of being married where you always just have someone, even to say, like, dude, your day sucked or whatever like that, just to be able to talk about that. Curtis and I kind of do that every once in a while. We'll talk about our day. We're a happy happy couple. Yeah. Yeah, It's good to decompress like that. 
Tim's just hammering it in. Uh, <laughs> no, not at all. Don't. Even though we did watch wrestling on Wednesday. <laughs> semi against my will, but. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> semi against. I did say, hey, you want to watch this with me? <clears throat> and I didn't ever say no. Yep. I was kind of like a, well, the a uh, few weeks ago when we were when Nick was in town, and you wanted me to drive Frank, and I never said no, but I never said yes, <laughs> so you just wound up showing up there. <laughs> yeah, it's we talked like that. We talked about that. It was the same thing with Drew's birthday party. I thought you would come home, and we'd carpool together, but we never talked about that <laughs> 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 because I took a nap. I take a nap most Fridays because I could, you know don't have to worry about getting up the next day on Saturday. So yeah. I took a nap, figuring you'd come home and you just being home would wake me up, like, always, which is great because I don't want to sleep for that long. Sure. But you never came home, so yeah. I just kept sleeping. Yeah, I went to happy hour <laughs> with my coworkers. Yeah. And then went to Drew's. Yeah. We have bad communications. <laughs> like, when we tried to do the charter thing, it was the same thing. Like we kind It of took us, like, two months to get our cable and internet sorted out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I went to the, ca- the charter store because I thought we talked about us meeting up there. But then... Oh, yeah. <laughs> he came home, and I was already there, and I called him. Like, it, oh. <laughs> it happens. Your guys' planning abilities sound like dealing with my mother-in-law. We just don't talk about things yeah, like that. Yeah, we just like assume, like we both have an, our individual ideas of how it's going to go down, and you assume, and we just don't communicate yeah. with each other. We just assume that we're on the same page, and it's not the case. Yeah, because yeah. I took I took Sally to go to next, and because I didn't want to drive, but then I was like, oh, it makes more sense for Curtis to come or go to next straight away because he's literally driving past it. But then he went home. Because I thought I was going to be driving Tim. So it's like, no matter what we do, we're always going to be on the opposite page. Uh, That's perfect. That's hilarious. Yeah, we're dumb. Yep. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) So what current dreams do you have? Curtis? Oh, I like how you both just like panned over and just (laughs) stared me down about it. Yep. Current dreams. One thing that I do want to do, I would like to learn to do some computer coding. And we've talked about that, like, I'm actually going to build a computer, and I'm going to try and learn computer coding, try and teach myself, read some books, because I actually do have the math background for it. I kind of know what I'm getting into, because I know it's a good field to get into, it's a good skill to have, it's not going anywhere anytime soon unless a Carrington event happens, and then we're all screwed. What's funny about, like, the computer degree, and maybe Dan will comment on this, or correct me later, um, it has really nothing to do with math. It's more of like learning a foreign language. Yeah, well, yeah. It, yes, but it's like the logic that follows in computer coding. Like I've done enough computer coding. Like I took a class in high school. Right. That was really it. And it's just about the uh, logical flow, which... Visual Basic A, was that the name of it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I took that class and we had to make that stupid game. Yeah. Yeah. My game completely failed. Really? Well, I mean, I got a B on it, but like... For what I was trying to do, it was just, like, way above what was possible. And I think that's why my teacher, like, decided to give me a B. She was, like, it was really ambitious, but it's definitely outside your grasp. So, See, when I took that class, I was partnered with a senior. And we started working on a game, and then he just stopped showing up. (laughs) (laughs) So then I got partnered with another group who was kind of struggling with an idea. 
until I came like, why don't we like just make a pong game? So we made like a hockey game in quotes where it was kind of basically pong with hockey players. Yeah. Yeah. Like randomized the goalie to like go back and forth and the puck could go random directions and you just controlled your player. Yeah. Interesting. Kind of crazy that I can remember that after like 20 years ago. I tried doing an RPG. Yeah, good. good. <laughs> like I said, well outside of my <laughs> capabilities in high school. So you want to be a, that's your current dream is working on that goal? Yeah. What else? That's mm. really my biggest one. Okay. Be independent. Be independent. Yeah. Well, not, because I did live by myself for a while and I found out that sucks. It's boring. It's lonely. It's make bad decisions. It's pretty terrible. Yeah. I always like having roommates. Yeah. It's better having roommates. For sure. And I learned that firsthand now. And so. You can just live with me forever and just make a crap ton of money. That's fine. fine. Yeah. That's really my dream. Just have more money than I need and know what to do with. And you can just buy 40 cars, have like a storage shed somewhere. 40 cars? I would like to have a second car. Okay. But. I have a second car. Yeah. (laughs) Drew? Current dreams. Current dream is finding a house. Absolutely. Do you want to announce? Oh, yeah. You haven't announced it yet. uh, I fulfilled one of my dreams. My wife is pregnant, so she is... He finally got laid. I finally got (laughs) laid. Only took one time. (laughs) The one time we've had sex. No. So, yeah, she's due in October, the end of October. Wow. Early November. So I'm on the hunt for a house. Early November, late October. Mm-hmm. Halloween baby. Halloween baby. That'd be great. That'd be great if the kid was born on Halloween. Demon child. <laughs> Actually, Alf's son Trey was born on Halloween. Yeah, I was gonna say it wasn't Trey on Hall- or a Halloween baby. Yeah. Nice. So house. House. That's it. That's really all I got right now. That's fair. Yeah, I've already started working my way towards you know extremely long term work goals you know so that's kind of been fulfilled in a way and i got my dog which i always wanted a dog good job i married i always wanted to get married for sure things are working for me right now good yeah good what about you tim my current dreams we're kind of doing it right now um expanding a show expanding the brand of between alpha omega with different media which I'm working with Caleb, who might be on the show next time we record. Cool. Doing some secret projects and things like that. And just thinking about other ideas that we could do to expand the brand and different things that we're passionate about. You know, video games is one that I thought about doing, like a Twitch stream, at least once a week or maybe even twice a week. Doing something like that, like that's kind of my current dream. It's just building this brand and seeing what we could do with it. I think it can grow, and it kind of gives me an outlet of being this religious person who can do a sermon as well. I have an outlet. I can write. I can do my own podcast and my own show. I'd like to have a network of shows, too, of Caleb and I sitting down here and talking about wrestling, maybe. I don't know. Doing YouTube stuff, doing just whatever else that we can think of that we're passionate about that we want to talk about. Why not? And just put it in the Between Alpha and Omega brand. Yeah. So I've been th- thinking about that, and it's kind of a current dream for me. I don't really have anything at work that I really dream about. I'd like to make more money, but I don't really care. I'm fine where I'm at. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about my job. Yeah, I'm making enough to pay the bills, and it, that's all my job will ever be is to pay the bills. 
because it's everything outside of work that I do that I'm passionate about that I really want to do. I just wish I could get paid to do something like this. Amen. Yeah. But I also need to realize I need to not rely on that. And I think that's where a lot of people fail, especially when they get into like the YouTube game or Twitch is it's so hard to break in and they put all of their eggs in one basket and then when they mess up or they don't have a successful show or they lose subscribers, their financial stuff goes downhill. Yeah. So having a job that's consistent as whatever, I can pay the bills, I'd like to make more money, but who doesn't? Yeah. But that might be coming um, because my work is done right now. Um, but current dreams, uh, leading into the next question, obtainable dreams. So these are things that you are easily obtainable. So, for example, me buying my 2012 Mustang GT California Special is very much an obtainable dream for me. I've always wanted a Mustang, and having a Mustang is very obtainable. Um, having a second vehicle is also very was very attainable for me. Um, so I'm not talking about like big lofty dreams. I'm talking about very attainable things that we do now. Dreams. Um, you kind of talked about it, Curtis, with doing computer programming but is there anything outside of kind of an obtainable dream uh i would like to get back in shape like right about two years ago i was in really good shape and had an event had to have heart surgery and really kind of fell off of that whole lost a lot of my momentum and i put on like 30 pounds oh, yeah yeah but i know i could easily lose it i just have to get back to the gym I'm kind of just waiting for the new Club Fitness to open up where Shop and Save used to be, because <laughs> Club Fitness is like where my home and where I got started. So yeah, I much as soon as they open up, I'm gonna be all about it. I still have my Gold's membership. Yeah, I canceled gym memberships long ago because it's a thing that I want to go back to doing. I just haven't. I went for a walk the other day, and my knee's been messed up, and my knee was literally throbbing. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, my knee hurts too, mm. but I've always had a bad left knee for like no reason. And with this extra thirty pounds, like when I was lighter and in better shape, I didn't have as much of a problem. But putting that thirty pounds back on, I've been moving slower. Yeah, I'm winded sitting here. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> attainable dreams, Drew. I guess the house would be kind of an attainable dream. Yeah, for sure. I've also always wanted a uh, Subaru WRX STI. Mm. Those are cool. So, one day. Yeah, that's very <laughs> attainable. You can probably get a used one. Yeah. So, that, um, and along with, I mean, it's always like material stuff. Right. Honestly. Right. When I do get my house, I want my, I want a freaking man cave. I can set my PC up and have all these fancy things going on. That's kind of what this place has like, become. What about an office? Yeah. Like Could that. it be an office? Okay. Yeah. Well, this is my man cave. It's an office. Man office. <laughs> man office. This isn't an office. This is just my entire basement that I took over and called my hobbit hole. <laughs> yeah, this and is And you Tim's left your hobbit entire hole. upstairs to me. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With my nice big TV and surround sound. Yeah, yeah whatever. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I like I like being in my dark hobbit hole where it's cold. And I keep your house clean. You do. Reasonably. Yeah. For the most part. So. It's like. You know, having a maid. Having, like, a cheap maid. That pays me. <laughs> that pays you, in fact. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice ecosystem of you get to have, like, the entire house, basically, because Tyler's never yeah, here. Tyler's and never here, and if he is, he's in his room and for cooking. 
or cooking or having goes back he, in his room. Does, does he cook in his room? No. No. Yeah, he, has, he just has a hot plate. He refuses <laughs> to use our technology. <laughs> it's even weird when his boyfriend comes yeah. in the town because, like, he'll just show up when Tyler's not here and just hide in Tyler's room. Yeah, that's bizarre. The whole time. It's like, dude, come out. Right. Interact with us. Interact. Like, we're not weirdos. Yeah. You're kind of the weirdo. weirdo. Yeah. yeah, we're cool. <laughs> like, you could hang out with us. We'll do whatever. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Don't care. Yeah. Attainable dreams. I I have obtained my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> the ones that are obtainable anyway. I have the nice car. Um, there's other things that I want to do with my nice car. I want to get the heads ported. I want to get um, cams, new cams. And I want my obtainable dream with that car is to hit 500 at the wheels. Hmm. And that's very obtainable. Just several thousand dollars. Right. But yeah, if I can get that car to 500 at the wheel, it'll be ridiculous. Right now, it's sitting a little over 400, and you can definitely feel every bit of 400 horsepower in that car. Yep, ridden in it. Yeah, Drew has yet to ride in my Mustang. One day. One day. I was overtaking someone on a two-lane highway doing 60 miles per hour in a passing lane. So, like, you could pass, I, I don't know what you would call that, where the, where the stripes become dotted and you have room to pass. Yeah. Uh, so, I gunned it around this guy and the rear end kicked out from me a little bit Oops. and just kept going at 60 miles per hour, right? And yeah. it still can wheel spin at 60 miles per hour. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's my car right now. Yeah. And that's only 400 horsepower, so I really want to get it to five. So that you might kill yourself? Actually, oh, I'm gonna die in that car. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> a very obtainable dream of mine. <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's just actually, no, I'm actually a very careful um, driver ish. Ish, <laughs> I'm dangerous but careful. If that means you sense. don't drive in the rain, that's smart enough, right? <laughs> I just drive fast, but I know what I'm doing too. So, like, it's always kind of a a road where no one's at, no traffic. If I do hit something, it's probably going to be a tree, and that's how I'm going to die. Really, it's going to ha- what's going to happen more than likely is I'm going to break something on Sally, like a suspension rod or a tie rod or whatever. It's going to just snap on that car, and it's going to jerk me, and then that's going to happen. I won't be because of my fault. It'll be the car's fault. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and even the survivability of a car crash in that car is probably really ridiculously high. It has like yeah. a... 4.8 star rating or something like that because there's 100 airbags in that car. Yeah. So, don't worry too much. I wasn't. Yeah. There are people that do worry about me when I tell them how fast we've been in that car and I tell them they shame me. Yeah. Don't, I'm not worried at all. <laughs> 145, by the way. Pre-modded Sally. Wow. Yeah. My fastest was 115 in my Civic. <laughs> my Cavalier topped out at 109. <laughs> <laughs> and it hit the rev limiter. So it'd be really funny. You'd get to 109 and go, ah, Yeah, that was the only reason I didn't go faster than 115, because that was the rev limiter on my Civic. Yeah. It was just like, no, we're uh, this is it. We don't want <laughs> to th- push it too hard. I think the rev limiter on the Mustang was 155. Hmm. But now that I've had it tuned, that rev limiter no longer applies. Nice. The downside... It could blow up your engine. No. Uh, the, oh, what do you call that? Drive shaft. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's only rated at 155 miles per hour. Hmm. So, so you probably don't want to go faster than 155 until you get a new drive shaft. Yep. 
because it could explode on you, which not a big deal. You, maybe, maybe not. It could be shrapnel in your car. It could just break, break, and just hang there and you just drag and yeah, have no power. Yeah, you're revving your engine and it's just not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. That could happen. It'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be content for the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Another time, I almost died. <laughs> <laughs> Another time, I almost died. Well, the brake coming off was kind of a freak thing. Yeah, just sheared that bolt off. It was awesome. Not really. So, moving on, uh, unattainable dreams. So, stuff that is, like, ridiculous. That's so far out there that unless you win the lottery, can it be obtainable? Those kind of dreams. Like, the big dreams. The big dreams. The big dreams. Live in a mansion, have three wives, and just party all the time. (laughs) You really want three wives? No. I didn't think so. (laughs) That sounds terrible. (laughs) Barely managed one. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I, I haven't even gotten one yet. I'm trying to like stack them on top of each other. Then it's like Voltron. <laughs> <laughs> Together we form Super Wife. <laughs> Captain Wife. <laughs> Captain Wife. <laughs> uh, as long as she, they, the women, don't speak English, it might be better. Ooh, there we go. I didn't think about that. Yeah, see? Thinking. They can't talk back. <laughs> right? Well, they can. You just won't understand it. You just won't understand it. You're like, all right, I'm going to go... Do something else yeah, I'm going to go do something else now. Uh, this is my house. If you have a problem, you can leave. Well, see, if they divorce you, that's when they can take all your money. Not if there's a prenup. Mm. Yeah. I would imagine if I won the lottery, that'd be smart enough to be a lawyer and have prenups yeah, for yeah, all three yeah. of those wives. Yeah. It's true. It's true. And if they're foreign, they have to be married to you at least, I think, five years or else they get deported. Yeah. So I'll just yeah. preemptively divorce them after four and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. I got to trade up. <laughs> it's like a car. <laughs> So in my solo episode where I'm like promoting women, <laughs> being horribly sexist yeah. now. Good, good. Shit happens, you know. Right. I didn't say it. Curtis said. It's true. Uh, no, but uh, real dreams. Honestly, just have a nice house and. You have a nice house right now. Dri- well, kind of drive some really nice cars. Like, I would like to have a car for every day of the week and be like nice cars, like a Supra. Not a new one, though. Don't buy a new Supra. It's just a BMW. I'll just buy a BMW. Actually, it's a cheaper BMW. A worse BMW. Don't buy a Supra. Buy an old Supra. Well, that would be ideal, for sure. A 90 Supra. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And, like, yeah, really, I would just buy a bunch of old classic cars and, and put a bunch of new parts in them. Restro mod. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then just, like, wake up in the morning, go work out, come home, work on the cars, and cut the grass and no you would have someone that's true but i do actually like doing the yard work i just don't like cutting grass there you go see i'm helping you with your unattainable dreams kind of <laughs> just by you cutting the grass and me doing everything else yeah okay <laughs> you just need to work on getting the cars and then you'll have your unattainable dreams <laughs> yeah, mostly like my unattainable dreams is just not having to go to work for 40 hours a week. Mm, that's a good one. Like, travel whenever I want. Go see Australia. Go see South Africa. Italy. For sure. Whenever I would want to. I would like to travel 
Yeah, I have a passport. I haven't used it yet. Yeah, I have a passport too, but yeah, I haven't used it. I got my passport because it was supposed to like it was supposed to become mandatory even to just fly within the United States. Because Missouri be dumb. Yeah, but now we have this uh, coronavirus thing, and no one ever wants to fly anymore anyway. <sighs> yeah. Like I was looking at plane tickets because I'm supposed to go to Colorado for a friend's wedding at the end of June, and pretty much the statistics are out that some point in this year we're gonna get somewhere like between fifty and eighty percent of the entire population is going to be affected by the coronavirus. Good. So I'm just not going to fly. I'm just going to drive. 50 to 80% unless they come up with a vaccine. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised there isn't one yet. Yeah. I really am. Drew, unattainable dreams. I want the, I think it's a 67 Fastback Mustang that Steve McQueen drives. The Bullet. Yeah. 68. It's a 68. There you go. I want that. I feel like that's pretty attainable. The fastback, though? I don't know. Build a kit car. Well, not even that. You can get a 68 Mustang for not bad. Paint it green, and there you go. No, I'm talking about the. So he's talking about, like, finding the bullet and buying it for... I'm pretty sure that someone still owns that. They actually just sold it at auction for $3.5 million. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so Drew's never going to have $3.5 million. Not to spend on a car. On car. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought you were just talking about the 68. No, no, no. I no, want the, the 68 bullet. Fastback from Bullet. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I want to build a massive log cabin on my own massive plot of land and have a dog sanctuary. Okay. Mm. Where? Probably in Mon- or not Montana. Probably in Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah. I really want to go to Wyoming. I hear it's very pretty. That's what I've heard, too. It's and amazing. No people. Yeah, there's no people. That's why it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to talk to anyone. Exactly. You don't have to. You just talk to all my dogs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can just imagine me bombing down roads in Wyoming. Right. Yeah. So, hmm, I can't. There's not a whole lot of stuff that I want that I know I will never be able to get. That's fair. You know? There's always a way. Yeah. I would like to just have a maid, though, so I never have to clean again. I'll be your maid. <laughs> yeah, but I have to pay you. Yeah. I don't have that kind of money. Oh, uh, okay, fair. And you could probably pay him in beer and pizza, I have a feeling. Uh, we we might be able to work something out. <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't know, dude. When you see the kind of messes that Schaefer makes, you might be like, all right. You told me a little bit about him. I know, but it's bad. I might have to edit that out <laughs> for <laughs> your <laughs> sake, Drew. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to get in trouble. Everybody in the world knows how messy Schaefer is. Uh, anything else? Right now, it feels like unrealistic, but I'd love to have a, a Ford F-150 Raptor mm. as well. Yeah. But, I mean, that's like an $80,000 truck. For sure. That's a lot of cash. That is a lot of cash for a car. Yeah. My unattainable dreams... Are mostly car related. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of crazy, like taking Sally's engine out, the 5.0 coat, putting it in the Crown Vic, making the Crown Vic a truck, <laughs> and then putting a Gen 3 Coyote in Sally that's all built, forged materials, piston rods, mm-hmm. getting that car up to 550, 560, probably horsepower, buying a 13 to 14 Shelby GT500. That's kind of attainable. I can probably get a used one for like 40K. Yeah. But yeah, owning a GT500 is very much a dream for me. Yeah. Uh, 
I won a 1985 Mustang, which I'd put a coyote in as well because that's my birth year. Owning a fox body is always awesome. I would love to own an old Mustang too, like 1968 or 69. If I can get my hands on a Mach 1, yes, please. I'd love to not work ever, sit here and do like this show and work on cars very much kind of like Curtis, especially not working in a cubicle anymore. Even though, like, I complain a lot about my job, but I download episodes on my phone and just watch TV pretty much all day at work in my cubicle. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of nice. As far as, like, a house, like, I don't, I, a bigger house doesn't really do anything for me. Uh, having a big garage really does, though. Like, one that actually has, like, a lift in it. That would be sweet. That is right? something that, like, back in the day I always wanted because I went to tech school and we got to work on cars all the time on lifts and it cut any job in half. Right. Like time wise, effort wise and like graduating from tech and not having those things. <laughs> it's so annoying. Like I, I, I don't mind doing my own oil. Mm-hmm. I just don't because jacking up a car, laying on your back on cardboard or something like that is just so, oh, it takes you like an hour and a half to do an oil change mm-hmm. by yourself. If you had a little lift, 10 minutes, maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, because I, I enjoy working on cars, but a lot of the time it's money. If we break something, I have to now pay for it, and it's going to pay way more than I intended to. Yeah. So I never want to work on a car, even though I have kind of a passion of doing it, even though I'm not really that intelligent about doing it. But it's like, if anything goes wrong, that's just more money that I don't have to put into this vehicle. Right. Like, so having the money to do whatever I wanted with cars and then do it myself. And if I break something, oh, let's go out and buy it again. Right. So, yeah, that's kind of an unattainable dream for me is just having all of those vehicles. I'd also buy a Raptor, too, because I'd want a winter car because none of my Mustangs are going to either, ever see rain or snow. Yeah, but <laughs> you're going to turn Frank into a truck. Oh, yeah, that's true. But he would have, like, a 1,000 horsepower. Okay. And be rear-wheel drive. Yes. <laughs> Like, I would put a supercharger on Frank on the first-gen Coyote and blow that engine up completely. <laughs> and then get a third-gen and put it in there, because why the hell not? Why the hell not? Well, I would like to keep Sally's heart. If ever I replace Sally's engine, I'd still like to keep that somewhere in the family. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm weird like that. I'm Fair. sentimental like that. Fair enough. Yeah. Sally's only the second car I've ever bought. Oh, yeah. I mean, I bought Frank, so... And then Sally. Yeah. And Frank was my third. So, you know, I've only bought three cars in my life. I, I kept that Cavalier for 14, 13 years. Yeah. Had 162,000 miles on it. And it earned every single one of those miles. Right. <laughs> I drove that car to hell and back because I was like 17, 18. And yeah, 80 miles per hour was like topping that car off. And just <laughs> <laughs> driving like everything would vibrate and squeal. It'd be like, Aah! yeah, I treated that car like crap. I think Curtis and I got an airborne once. Yep. That <laughs> <laughs> we almost got it sideways pretty well too mm-hmm. that same night actually he was like 13 at the time <laughs> child endangerment you know yeah no big deal you no know, big deal thinking about that reminds me the first time i ever rode with john ryan mccarver oh god and we were driving through the neighborhood in his malibu and he literally was going like 50 miles an hour Jeez. in the neighborhoods over there. And I I told Nick afterwards, I was like, I'm never riding with John again. <laughs> Don't ask him to drive ever again. 
And she's, still to this day, I give him shit about it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever ridden in John's car. He's fine now. But I'm sure he is. Back but then. I, oh. Even still, I've never ridden in John's car. Yeah. But I think I'm older, and so I was able to drive. And I was like, no, yeah. I'll just drive myself. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> See, I drive fast, but usually not populated areas. Yeah. Yeah. Not in a neighborhood. No, no. Literally, there's cars all over the place in that neighborhood, and he's just freaking weaving in and out. Jeez. And he, he's like, dude, I was only going like. 35 40 i'm like no you're going 50 miles an hour i was terrified i saw it. still 35 for 40 in that neighborhood i know <laughs> jeez i don't even like doing like 30 in our neighborhood no uh, Dude, 25 in residential like yeah i ain't trying to kill somebody right you know well and the bad thing with frank is riding in frank a giant mass and anything that he hits is gonna get wiped out that too but driving, riding in Frank, not driving Frank, riding in Frank, it feels like you're doing 700 miles per hour and you're only doing like 35. It's but one of those cars. It just feels like every time I ride, like Curtis drives Frank, it feels like we're doing 75, even though I know I'm doing, doing the speed limit. Right. <laughs> For me, it just feels that fast. It's kind of crazy. That's how, that's how the Mustang felt. But that was because it was such a piece of shit. <laughs> it felt like everything was going to just fly off. Yeah, <laughs> it sure did. I drove the thing across the state. I was terrified the whole time. I told I told Schaefer about that the other day that you went you went back to Kansas City with me so that we could drive it back here. And afterwards, you were like, "Dude, how have you driven this car for this long?" I was like, "I don't know." Like, I just wanted to be back in my car yeah. and know what a solid car felt like again. Literally, like the steering wheel had so much play in it. It didn't matter what didn't matter what you did. Nothing was happening, and like on the highway, it was like. It would shake your whole body. So Drew just shook himself very violently there on a podcast. Yeah, sorry. No <laughs> one can see me doing that. I forgot what we were doing. Yeah, just this now. is an auditory is environment. Audio, yeah. Auditory, yes. It was a bad. It was a 1998 Mustang GT, and it was the crappiest car I've ever owned. It was the biggest mistake of my life to get that car. So those Mustangs are so slow. They're crap. So slow. Frank is probably faster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. The same engine, just tuned differently. Tuned properly. Yeah. (laughs) Tuned properly. Yeah. Just riding in Frank, it always feels faster, probably because it's 17 feet long. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Driving it, it feels normal, but when I ride in it, it's like... Well, I mean, you drive it all the time. I don't. (laughs) It's true. Does it feel fast when you drive it? No. It feels slow (laughs) as hell? I mean, it feels faster than my Corolla. Okay, but right. Because it's a Corolla. <laughs> Corolla, yeah. It's not a fast car by any stretch of the mean. No. But it has a little pep to it. It has it's pep to it. But it's like, I mean, even me trying to park that car is terrifying <laughs> to me. <laughs> when you're practically like trying to land a plane. Yeah, that's really what it is. I'm trying to land a plane when I'm used to just being able to put my pack of gum anywhere. Right. Yeah, going from the Mustang to the Crown Vic is kind of a shock sometimes because I realize I actually have power now when I drive the Mustang. And then when you get back in the Crown Vic, you realize you have mass and size that you have to be aware of. I can no longer overtake anyone. (laughs) 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 I I can't turn out into this roadway that's busy because I'm in Frank. And so, yeah, sure, may even get a little sideways, fine, but at least I'll get there. Frank, no, I'm going to wait until I have a good opening. Right. Yeah. That's how I have to drive, Frank. People get out of Frank's way, too. Because it's a cop car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right now, I have it parked out in the street right in front of a stop sign, and people actually stop at the stop signs. It's amazing. Yeah. 
It's really kind of funny. So unattainable dreams. So owning a bunch of cars for me is kind of an unattainable dream. I'd like to get more into like doing more media stuff, like doing more shows, podcasts, um, writing more. I I kind of talked about this on my solo episode. Maybe maybe I didn't, but I, I, I have this book that I've been working on for like three or four years now. I don't even have very many pages into it, maybe like 15 pages. And it was a concept that I came up with a long time ago where I talked about love. And it has morphed into different things as life has progressed. Uh, the first idea was a very theologically driven, almost doctrine about love. And it was going to be this very nerdy, theological-based book. And then I'm like, no one's going to read this book unless you're a Bible nerd like me. So, <laughs> so then it became more about a story about my life and how I failed in love and pride in love is what I called it like because I correlated pride being the root of all sin and love being like the opposite of that how love is if you really love things you won't have pride and therefore you're probably not going to have these sins a lot of sin is based in pride like if you don't like someone if you hate someone that's I think pride and so I began to write about this and using C.S. Lewis, using Jonathan Edwards, all these brilliant people. And it just kind of, I don't know, I, I, I stopped writing. Life hit me. Uh, I've been busy. Now I'm just kind of lazy and I don't want to go back to it. But now I'm thinking it's going to be something different now. <laughs> so, yeah, more more story-based, more less theologically driven and more just story and kind of more like a public journal-ish. Okay. Maybe maybe I throw it on the blog. I, I don't. I haven't really thought about it. I haven't really done anything with it. But it is kind of a seemingly unattainable dream for me because it just takes so much time to do it the right way, the way I want to do it. Yeah. And that's a little bit of my perfectionism coming out, even though I have like forty pages of just research and notes. Yeah, I did a lot of research and notes about this subject, and I just haven't written it yet. Yeah. Because life has hit me, I've been, I was incredibly busy when I was going to church, being gone like all the time, and felt like I'm never having any downtime. And now that I'm away from that, I feel like I have a whole lot of downtime, and I don't want to do anything. So you know, there's that. Yeah. And having this new idea of this show and this brand and this podcast and doing more stuff with that, so maybe a little untainable right now. Maybe not. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Life is very uh, weird for me right now. So, you know, I plan on going to church tonight. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Drew is sleepy. Always. Yep. Drew. Pod, pod time. Yeah, Drew's running out. Last question. We're going to, this is going to be a shorter episode. Are passion, passions and dreams connected? And how so? I guess it depends um, on what your dreams really are. Because a lot of the stuff that we talked about for the most part was kind of like material possession dreams but could that also be your passion it could be yeah i mean you guys both have kind of a passion for cars so um i could definitely be molded in there i don't have a passion at all for houses i don't have a passion for cars i just like them but i more feel like that's how i am yeah i like cars i have the basic knowledge required to work on them so i'm handy i like to think of myself as handy yeah for me it is a deep-seated passion with cars i watch a ton of stuff on youtube i always talk about the youtube cletus mcfarlane and there's a bunch of other shows that i watch on youtube 
or car related, even watching like Roadkill and all those shows on Motor Trend. Yeah, I remember working on cars when I was like 12 or 13, getting underneath my neighbor's big truck to take off the exhaust, that kind of thing. I've always just been around cars. Yeah. I just don't have the knowledge. I can be kind of handy, but I don't have the knowledge. And again, it goes back to the money thing. Like, I don't want to work on the car because it costs too much money. Yeah. My passions are not at all linked to my dreams. Yeah, what are your passions? I'm pretty passionate about politics and following it. And I really enjoy a good Facebook debate with people when they don't know what they're talking about, especially. You should start a podcast, no, political podcast. I don't want to do that. Mostly because people are going to talk nonsense at me. And I just like correcting things that are misconceived about things in politics. Like something that came up and I saw in my thread earlier this week is someone was talking about comparing the healthcare system in Canada to our healthcare system and how supposedly people in Canada are wishing that they had the free market health insurance that we have here. And I was like, that's not really the case. Really, the only thing that they kind of dive into is if they had the free system healthcare like we have here in the united states they could skip the line and not have to wait for treatment for this that or the other thing right but otherwise they have not a perfect system up in canada but they have a much better medicare medical system medical insurance system than we have right so that's kind of what i'm passionate about is just pointing out and trying to educate people on what the reality of situations are and not what your misconstrued opinions are about things. I am really loving the democratic implosion and infighting right now. Oh, man, it's fascinating to watch. These people that just hate Biden, like really hate Biden. And I'm like, didn't he like just Obama light? And yet not even... I just, I don't understand because I don't see what there is to like about Biden. But people didn't mind him when he was with Obama. Like, I thought their policies were pretty much the same. I may be ignorant in that regard, but I thought they were, like, the same political stuff. And so it's really funny for me having that notion, maybe it's ignorance again, where everyone praises Obama but then hates Biden. And I'm like, aren't they really kind of the same person? They are, but times are different. Yeah. You also have to remember that he's an old white guy, and so people just hate him to begin with. True. Bernie's so. an old white guy, and people love him, though. Yeah, but the difference here is that Biden is an old white guy who says a lot of shit that he shouldn't say, and he's actually senile. So, yes. Yeah. That's, like, my, that's like my biggest like not Biden thing is like yeah. there are a lot of times like he just starts talking, and it makes zero sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. It's crazy to me that we have three political people all in their mid to late 70s mm-hmm. fighting for the presidency. Yeah. What? But yeah, everyone that's younger, like, well, got booted out. The younger candidates aren't much better. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> like I mean, honestly, Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg and Klobuchar, oh they were actually intelligent, but they weren't. Uh, that can be debated. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not turn this into the political podcast. Why? That's, that, like I said, that is my passion. <laughs> that is your passion. I just don't want to have to answer emails about people telling me how wrong I am because I don't care. You don't have to. That's, I guess that's true. <laughs> that's the benefit of doing your own podcast. You don't have to respond to anything like that. You yeah. can just talk at people. I'd put it up on our show. So, Why not? 
Curtis's political podcast. My political rants on what happened this week. Yeah. Well, why not? That'd be a that'd be a good way to just like get it out, you know. It's true. Air out my grievances with Instead the Democratic of, Party and how yeah. stupid they all are. Yeah. Mm. Find a night of the week and you can sit down here and I can listen to it and be more of a producer instead of a host. Yeah, that'd yeah. be fun. Yeah. I would have to actually start doing more research about politics and not just keeping up with it. Yeah. If you want to do that, you oh. have the platform. That's Sorry a good that. sound that's going to have to be edited out <laughs> for sure. I was... I had no control over that. That was weird. <laughs> was that like, did you just nod off for a second? No, no, no. I like, it was a hiccup, but I like tried to hold it in and it was like. <laughs> so now that we've been talking about it, I have to leave it in the show. Because <laughs> you're going to be like, what the hell was it? Welcome to Drew Noises. <laughs> They're mostly mine anyways. So that might be a whole other podcast. Drew just Noises. <laughs> Drew no- well, I thought you'd been saving all of Drew's no, Noises. No, I've been deleting them. And you're going to. Release an entire three-hour episode <laughs> of just crew noises. Maybe, maybe. Not. I've been trying, I've been playing I've with been, the mic for twenty minutes. I'm trying yeah. hard not to make noises this time. I will commend you for the fact that your microphone is in the same spot. I haven't touched it. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the podcast lore continues. <laughs> I'm really impressed by Nick loving the show. Yeah. Yeah. He really liked it. He really does. Yeah. And like he talks about it, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah, I was actually talking to him last night, and he proposed the idea of bringing all the equipment up there and us recording up there with him. Wouldn't it make more sense for him to come here? It would. I yeah, I tried to tell him that. I was like, oh, they're probably not going to go for that. Like, I mean, I'm I'm for it. Why not? A road trip. He he wants people to visit him, so you know. Yeah. That's, I, that's that's actually a good idea. I mean, it yeah. would be a fun thing. When it would be more of. Hey, let's hang out this weekend, and we'll bring the podcast up, and we'll record an episode and just hang out the yeah. whole weekend. Yeah, that kind of thing. Like it wouldn't be like we're driving up there specifically to, to record, record the yeah. podcast right. and drive back. <laughs> <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> Gonna drive three, but it would be cool to field trip and see him. We could go up there. We could go to the gun range that we went to when I was there the last time. I have a lot of guns. You guys have fun. I'll go to a bar. Okay. I don't own any guns. You can borrow some yeah, of mine. Yeah, you don't have to own any guns. I think Tim's the only one that owns guns out of us. And we can all shoot them hmm. if you want to. Hmm. I have a twenty-two. It's not very intimidating at all. No, it's not. I mean, I've I've shot guns before. I just yeah, I'm not going to. Nothing peer, about it was like peer pressure you into shooting my guns. Yeah. yeah. Nothing about it was like, oh yeah, I could do this all the time. It was like, all right, I, that's a thing I did. So. Yeah. But also the bars up there, not great. <laughs> Do they serve alcohol? They do. Well, that's all I need. Okay. <laughs> I actually haven't gone shooting in a long time. It's been a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those things that was kind of a, a short little passion of mine, having guns and clinging to guns and taking care of my guns, and then it became like, eh, I'm done with this. Yeah. Like, it's kind of expensive. Like, bullets uh, yeah. are not cheap. Yeah. And you can go through some bullets in, like, an hour or two. Mm-hmm. Like, Fifty hundred dollars, yeah, in an afternoon, yeah, of shooting. That was the other thing that I didn't get about it. I was like, why would I spend money? Like, why would I spend a decent amount of money doing this when there are other things that I'd rather spend my money on? Yeah, I feel that's why I haven't gone shooting in a while. Yeah. I actually thought about selling my guns. Not that I'm anti-gun; I'm very pro-gun, but it's like I don't ever sh- go shooting anymore. Yeah, I kind of like having a gun for the house, and you know, but you don't need five of them. No. I don't. Do you actually have five guns set in it? 
I can no longer talk about this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to talk about how many weapons you do own. Oh, I'm like, see? That's I, the thing. I don't know a thing about. That's the thing. Yeah. Because as soon as you start saying you have X amount of guns, you become a target. Yeah. So, although I wish someone would try to break into the house, it would not go well. I mean, yeah, as someone who lives here, I can't say that I've seen a gun. <laughs> So it's not like they're just like, there's one in the fridge or like that. <laughs> I'm going to start leaving my guns in, <laughs> in tomorrow, the fridge. Tomorrow you're just going to find a shotgun in the freezer. <laughs> Curtis, have you seen my shotgun? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's in the freezer. Huh. Exactly right. where I wanted it. It's next to the mop. It'd be like John Wick where he just packs guns everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I don't. I'm not like that. I'm not like one of those crazy gun owners that always has to have a gun on them and like has a lock in their car and they have a gun there. And that's just paranoia, like, right? Straight up. Oh, or just avoid those areas where you know you need a gun. Yeah, that's kind of what I do. Mm. My my people deterrent and or protection is my dog. Sure. Yeah, your dog will do it. People, people see him. They're like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and go to the other side of the street. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think about that when I drive my Mustang in like a shady part of town, and I realize it would be incredibly dumb to steal that car. It's one of like 250 made yeah. in that color. Yeah. So that VIN is going to be very recognizable. Yeah. Like that's a hot car already. Yeah. So. I mean, mine. My car is actually pretty ideal. It's a black Toyota Corolla. Right. I'm working on getting someone to pay me so that they can wrap it and I can advertise. Then no one will want to steal that car. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, look for the car that has the Pepsi all over it. <laughs> I do worry you about. You can't miss it. The Pepsi Corolla. The Pepsi the Corolla. Pepsi you Cola. can't miss it. It's stolen. <laughs> I do worry sometimes about Frank getting stolen. Yeah. Black Crown Victoria. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of ideal for people. Right. It probably wouldn't be hard to hotwire him. No. <laughs> he would probably just pop the solenoid in that thing. And yeah. Poor Frank. Now you're telling everybody how to steal your car. Eh, it's fine. I love Frank. Yeah. But if he dies, that's where he's going to lay. Yep. <laughs> 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 like, if anyone ever wants to borrow that car and they crash it. Just leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. File the VIN off. Uh, just leave it. take the plates off it. Take the plates off. File the VIN down and just it's gonna set sit it there. on fire. Yeah. <laughs> set it on fire. Like I bought that car for one to get payments off of Sally, or to pay off Sally, so I could buy another car once I pay off Sally. That's what I meant to say. And also, it could just kind of a winter vehicle, and he has earned his weight already. With the winter we've had and just driving that car, it's very stable in the winter. I haven't slid. It's been kind of really crappy outside some some mornings I go out, and he's been perfectly fine. Where if I drive Sally and I sneeze the wrong way, it's going sideways. So right, Frank has very much earned his spot in my family. Solid. Unless he dies, then you know. Then fuck him. Then he lived well. (laughs) Then he lives well. We'll hold a eulogy for Frank. (laughs) Pictures up of him, of when he was multicolored. (laughs) Put a bow tie on him. (laughs) God. Senior pictures. (laughs) Uh, I thought about, this is how stupid I am, on Valentine's Day, 
like taking Sally out somewhere beautiful and putting like roses on her <laughs> and then taking pictures of it. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, Tim. I know. I'm dumb. <laughs> um, we're at this section of the show. It's going to be a shorter episode. Uh, final thoughts about dreams. Follow your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it takes me to a meme. Uh, it was a military guy like running through the jungle. And he's calling the radio. He's like, I need support. I need support. And you look up in the sky. There's just a biplane with a banner behind it that says, follow your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Really deep stuff, guys. That's <laughs> uh, fine. I'll carry this episode on my back. Yeah. That's yeah, fine. <laughs> I think um, it's really important to have dreams. It's really important to have even just long-term goals and stuff that you're passionate about. Something that's why I kind of broke it down the way that I did. You kind of your current dreams, your unattainable dreams, and your obtainable dreams that you can obtain right now. Follow your dreams is kind of a cliche, dumb thing to say, but really do it. Like whatever your passion is and passion is, do it. If it's to do a YouTube show, if it's to do a podcast, if it's to write a book, if it's to own a house, if it's to have a family, like dream about that stuff and i think god allows for those dreams he gave us a mind for a reason and have those thoughts for a reason and in my experience whatever i dream about is usually a passion of mine a long time ago long long time ago when i was a teenager <laughs> when i started very first started speaking publicly at um, church and preaching messages and i remember very specifically i, I had a vision i used quotes there because I don't even know what to call it, uh, but it always has been a dream of mine. It's been back there in the back of my brain, and I remember it. I was 19, maybe even 18, and I just remember being on a stage in front of thousands of people, like doing a message or doing something, and that's kind of always has stuck with me. You know, I'm 34, and in some ways, I have achieved that dream. I have been on stage in front of that many people before. I have preached messages at camps. I have done my own camp. I have done, you know, this podcast. I've always kind of done something with this passion and dream. But lately, just thinking about the brand and kind of what we're doing here, this dream has kind of creaked back up in my brain again of doing what what can I do just to show my passion and to show my dreams. And this podcast has been kind of crazy. We joke and we laugh and we talk about boners and penises and genitalias but also we're having very deep and real conversations along the way and the amount of people that we're kind of cultivating is kind of interesting like i have straight up atheists listening to a christianized show yeah that's unheard of right and even we we only have like maybe 25 people that listen to this show maybe even less now but that one person who's an atheist who listens to this show, it's kind of making it worth it for me. Yeah. Even though we don't always talk about Christianity, we don't always talk about the Bible and God, but I will be doing that on my solo stuff. And if Curtis wants to start his political podcast, great. We'll have something else. And it's just the audience that we're cultivating, the people that we're bringing in are people that want nothing to do with the church. And we're kind of just doing it anyway. And we're having this kind of church vibe going and I was thinking about this when I was doing my solo podcast and it went a different direction. But one of the things I thought about was communion and how I now believe that no church does communion the right way. Hmm. 
it has become about the bread and the wine. And Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. I think what he was really talking about there is what we just did at the kitchen table. Talked, we ate, we broke bread. I think that's more what Jesus was trying to get at. Like, every time you come together, every time you have a conversation, every time you're eating, do this in remembrance of me. Not so much the bread and the wine, just having a meal together. I think that's kind of what Jesus was trying to drive home. But churches have made it a ritual, and that really just makes me angry. Like, we're doing this ritual to remember him when it's really more about um, community. And getting together, yeah. Getting together, having community, and having fun with each other. Because you really think Jesus sat there the whole time in front of his best friends preaching a message to them? Right. No, they were hanging out. They were joking. It wasn't until the end of it that he got serious. Like, this is about to happen, boys. This is going to be awful. But every time you do this, remember me. And I just, uh, thinking about that and thinking about this show and thinking about the things that we're doing here and making it bigger and better. And it's a dream. It's a dream that we could sit here and do this. Even though it doesn't cost me much. It costs me a little bit in equipment. Don't really care if I ever make a paycheck off of this. But the fact that we're doing it. Is kind of the crux of it. Yeah. And so what I'm telling the audience here is go do that. Whatever your dream is, go go do it. If you have a passion about it, go go do it. As long as it's not hurting anyone. As long as it's obtainable. Like I'd love to work on cars all day and quit my job and but that's un- unattainable. I can't do that. But I can have a nice car. Why not? It's a dream. And so that's kind of my final thoughts and going a little bit deeper. And as we do the podcast, we will grow and we'll become, talk about different things and won't always be sad, depressing. This one wasn't so sad and depressing. Um, We're going to talk about different things. We're going to, I don't know, do whatever because that's who I am. And that's how we roll. That's how I roll. (laughs) 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 I don't know why I thought of this random Tim thought. Uh, I feel sometimes when I'm laying on my back, I feel like a fat turtle. That's really specific. That's like how you're going to end the podcast. Yeah. Is people are... People are... People People picturing you as a fat turtle laying on his back. Yeah. Every time I like get up in the morning, I'm like, well, kind of have to roll. roll. (laughs) 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 I've gained a lot of weight, guys. It's fine. (laughs) Uh, Me too. Depression does that. That's fine. Yep. That's fine. Yep. That's fine. And I'm working myself out of it. Hey, we're we're about to hit spring. I'm going to be planting some grass tomorrow. Dude. I'll probably take Sally out. I'm going to get some UV rays. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I have. Good. That's all, that's all good. I got. Cool. Uh, go to com. Go to the contact form. You can contact us anytime you want and tell us that we're idiots, that we're funny, that we're dumb. Whatever questions you want to ask, if you want to join the show, I do have that technology where you can actually join in on the conversation and be a host with us. <laughs> Yay! Hopefully we can get Nick that way as well. The blog will be posted on the third Thursday of this month. Fourth Thursday of the month will be another episode of this podcast. And I will have my third episode of Tim Talks in the first week of April. So that's kind of the upcoming schedule for this month of March into April. That's all the news. Okay, love you. Bye. Love each other.